Welcome to the PA Podcast. I'm Olivia Coftry, one of the two co-founders of Oriel Partners, a boutique PA and administrative recruitment consultancy based in Mayfair. The business was launched in 2018 with the aim to provide the highest quality of service to both our clients and candidates, following three main values, honest, kind and fun. Providing an honest and transparent service to our clients, to be kind and helpful to our candidates and to have fun in the office in a supported working environment. Part of the reason of launching our business was to inspire others and hence this PA podcast has been launched. I will be interviewing a number of successful PAs across a variety of industry sectors to provide current industry knowledge, explain how they got to where they are today and discuss the skills required to be successful in their roles. This week I'm here with Emma James. Hi. Hi. I'm very excited to have you with us. So I'm just going to give a very quick overview of Emma's career. She graduated in 2008 with a first class degree in French and marketing and started her career working in marketing before moving into the PA role. Um, She spent time at Unilever, at Investec Asset Management and at Amazon. And most recently she's at a leading executive search firm where she's an EA in a one-on-one support role. So I hope that's an accurate uh, overview. No, absolutely. So what I'd love to ask you, Emma, is about your career and, and talk us through it and how you got to where you are today. Of course. So um, it's been a bit of a journey. Um, as you touched upon, I started off in marketing. Um, left university, always wanted to work in marketing. Um, moved from Unilever um, to Amazon. I was very much working in a marketing capacity at Unilever. But I kind of developed this real interest in tasks and organising and helping people. Um, And I guess I've just, throughout my career, moved from a more team assistant role to my current role, which is one-on-one, very very proactive, preemptive. Um, yeah, and I love it. I just really enjoy what I do. So you fell into the PA role rather than yes, it wasn't um, it wasn't something I ever thought about doing, um, but have just loved. Um, I particularly enjoy the relationship I've had with different bosses over the years, um, adapting to different styles. Um, it's a fantastic. I mean, it's not something a lot of people think of as a career role, but it really is because you. If you're working with the right boss, it's a business partnership. Mm. Um, And you can really add value. Exactly. So when you've gone from different industries, have you seen a real difference between perhaps the more creative versus the more corporate that you've been in? That's a really interesting question. In terms of the actual role? Yeah, and also the culture. Um, I I think if I was to compare banking with tech, I think you have to be agile and fast in both industries. But there's definitely a certain pace working for a tech company. Mm-hmm. So Amazon was brilliant in the sense that I had to think creatively. I was the only assistant in a team of 200 people. My goodness. So for context, um, I assisted the director of media there. And because I was spread so thinly, it meant I had the opportunity to get into, also get involved in so much more. Um, so I got involved in the social committee HR elements. So you can really make the role your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, I think I think the role across the industry is changing. Um, and I actually think 
banking, executive search, it's all about the client and, and client focused. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a speed to tech and, a, and an agility that you have to master. Okay. And did you like supporting so many people? So I started there um, supporting two directors in Amazon Marketplace. Right. Um, and then moved to just supporting one director. So I was supporting, not, you know, it wasn't a huge team, the actual remit of the role. But in an environment like that, which is so pacey and where there aren't many assistants, by default you get involved in helping the wider team mm-hmm. as well. And then coming back to the current day within executive search, I've always understood those roles to be quite different from a traditional PA support. And we do work a lot with executive search clients and some people love it and some candidates I find always are really anti going into search, which I find really interesting. What are your experiences of the role in search and how does it differ from other sectors? No, absolutely. I think that's a really interesting question because I never consciously thought I want to move into search. Um, what appeals to me about search and what I love about search is you, you're almost a project manager. Mm. So, um, and a lot of the traditional diary element of the role is still there, but you, you have a visibility of a big picture, which is really nice. So my, um, as you mentioned earlier, Olivia, I work for a director who, um, a consultant who, um, on a one-on-one basis and, you know, I, it's about, I'm her business partner, so it's from scheduling the interviews with the candidates, from meeting the clients. Um, I also get heavily involved in writing a lot of the reports or proofreading. So it's, you really are, your team of two or three, depending on how many people you support in search, but it's, uh, it's satisfying and you and you're not just completely tied to the diary. Mm. And I think sometimes candidates say to me a frustrating part of their role is not seeing a project through from initiation to completion. And my understanding in search is that you very much are involved from pitching for the business through to essentially filling the job. And that element means that you get, as you said, the exposure and understanding, which I imagine allows you to do your job better when you're understanding exactly what it is that you're trying to achieve. Yes, I think I think that's a really good point and I think that is something that it transcends all industries. If you understand what your boss's objectives are or what they're trying to do, it's quite tangible in search mm-hmm. because you ask me trying to see to find the ideal candidate. But I'm going a bit I I'm digressing slightly, but if say you're not in search and you're assisting a senior director, if you know what they're worried about or what projects they want to deliver, um it really helps you do a better job. Mm. I'm probably digressing a bit more, but in terms of to think proactively and to kind of take um, the initiative, I mean, an advice I'd get, piece of advice I'd give to other assistants is ask your boss, what are you worried about? What are your priorities? So you have that in search in a more structured way, mm-hmm. but I think it transcends to you know, any industry. Absolutely. And people often, the other comment I hear is, oh, no, I don't want recruitment or sales. Now, my understanding is, is search is much more consulting than, than recruitment or sales. Would you agree with that? Completely. And I think it depends um, on, the fir- oh, you know, on the firm you work for. Mm-hmm. But um, we want to place the best people in the right roles. There's no element... Um, in the environment I'm in of there's no I almost would argue that it almost doesn't feel like it's sales Mm. 
it's a partnership working with a client to find them the best talent and it doesn't matter how long it takes. So I, you know, executive search is a big world, but if you're working for, you know, one of the top executive search firms, I don't think you'll feel that sales pressure. Mm-hmm. And in the roles that you've had, has there been a community in terms of a PA support network? Have you has there has there been an element of that? Uh, it's been it's differed depending on the company. Okay. Um, definitely found that in banking. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that probably less so when I was working for Amazon and tech, purely because there were so few of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I am now, there's about 50 assistants, so there's definitely that network, um, and we all help each other out. And do you um, have a voice within the firm? Yes, you definitely do. Um, you definitely do, and I think there's definitely a feeling of you're all in it together. So we've got, you know, someone's off sick or on holiday, there's kind of cover places in... There's someone to cover your workload. Which is so, so nice. Which is so panic. nice. Exactly. You're not being looked after so you can go way. on holiday and properly switch off and relax. That's so nice to hear. And what about hours? What have you? What are you used to have been working? It's varied over the years. Um, so I've worked sort of eight to seven in the past. Um, what's particularly refreshing where I am now is I don't have emails on my phone, which is yeah, that's one thing that can oh, really? be quite unique with search. So I mean, when you leave the office, the office I can gone. switch off. Yeah, um, is that a conscious thing that they have for all their assistants? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's quite nice. You work very hard when you're there, um, but yeah. I suppose it's not in their interest for you to burn out and be working all hours. I know. Actually, better for you to be there working Completely. hard when, when you are there. And it's about working smart. I mean, I think so many assistants. If I look back, how I've changed over the years, you get an email through, and you back. You know, in the beginning, I used to think oh, I've got to respond to this now. I've got to do this now. But actually, it's also so much of it's managing upwards. If you respond to an email straight away, they're going to get accustomed to that happening. And it's not all really that urgent. But yeah, like you said, Olivia, I think search, especially where I am now, there's a framework. Um, You know, obviously, if we have client, I mean, the client comes first. If we need to, then we obviously stay late. You know, sometimes I'll get in at eight o'clock if I've got a client meeting or candidate interview. But I can leave the office and switch off, which is quite nice. Yeah, really nice to hear. So, um... With regards to a daily regime, do you have one or do you think every day is so different? I say, um, for me, every day is different depending on the client, but the client always comes first. So I always start the day. Um, I work quite often with different time zones, clients in the US. So the first thing is get in, have a coffee and work out what, you know, any emails from clients have to be dealt with first. Um, so I'll do that. Um, what works really well with my boss, we communicate openly. So she has her door open. Um, we'll probably have about a quick five, ten minute chat. What's going on today? I don't like to use the word, what are you worried about? But what, you know, which searches do we need to really focus on? Where are our challenges? Where are our challenges? <laughs> which document needs to be proofread next? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but beside that... From that, I'd say every day is quite different. But that's so nice. Yeah, exactly. I think it's lovely not having a, a routine that's too specific. Mm. 
Okay, and are there is there a challenge in your day to day role that you come across regularly? I think speed, agility. Yeah. Um, sometimes we have, you have clients with different different styles and needs um and also you know my boss is working on multiple searches or mandates at a time and it's I mean, one of the biggest challenges is making the clients for all of those clients no matter how big the, the search mandate is feel valued absolutely so and i think much like what we do when you're dealing with people people are so unpredictable you never know you can't judge or, or, or preempt how someone's going to behave or react or what they're exactly. going to do so I think that that allows the element of surprise which isn't always mm. a good thing but certainly keeps you on your toes and I think a bit like the interactions I've had from um, being a candidate of yours over the years is that and it's similar to where I am now it's really made me realize is you don't feel like you're just a number and you feel really listened to and in terms of when I've come to you with what I've been looking for I have never felt pushed into a certain role, which has been nice. Oh, good. <laughs> so, um, day to day, do you feel that there are specific skills you need to be successful in your role? You've talked about agility as mm. being one which has really shone through, and actually not one we've had before, so it's nice to hear that one. I'm quite pacey. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Well, you've got to be, I think, when you're, when you're doing what we do. But what about um, other skills that you found paramount in the PA role? I think a skill that's underestimated and is actually very powerful is I think in this job, if you can be as efficient, you can be incredibly efficient, get things done quickly, but when you're working so closely with someone, they've got to like you, Olivia. So you need to be able to, I say you've got to like you, that sounds a bit airy-fairy, but you've got to be able to, as a, um, an EA, be able to change your style depending mm. on who you're working for yeah you've got to be flexible um and I think over the years I've come across you know certain EAs or you know even this is how I do it this is the way we do it here and it's 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 keeping that flexible mindset you know thinking how does your boss like to be communicated with do they like emails of what you know do they like to be updated do they like lists they do they like you to tell them what you're about to do for the day mm. or do they just want you to get on off you get on and do it um so you know at investec i assisted two different directors very different personalities um one of them would you know like emails the other one and it's actually something that i think a lot of people could, um eas should try and do more you know just like a quick five minute conversation you know it's finding the time to speak to them you know whether even if you have to walk with them to a meeting. So I think, to answer your point, yeah, I mentioned agility, but I think you've just got to be flexible. Mm. Um, and I also think they really appreciate it if, you, if they feel like you care about them. I mean, these are individuals who, you know... I remember my old boss at Amazon saying, thank you so much for finding time for me to have some lunch. And these sound like obvious things, but, you know, when you've got a team of 200 people... Um, you're, you're stretched. Mm. Um, we hear care a lot, actually, from clients who say, we you? just want someone who really cares. And that comes into so many different things, whether it's you know going to be there in the morning on time because you're seeing a, a client or a yeah. candidate, to, you, as you said, making time for lunch, being conscious that you know London traffic might delay and Completely. allowing that time slot. Otherwise, your boss is then stressed because they're running late. Because Completely. Put, so I think that... Um, 
awareness is so key and we mm. hear that a lot so that's mm. a good one to to highlight um and so just going back to the recruitment processes that you've gone through when you've moved from role to role mm. have you got all your jobs through recruitment consultants or has there been another tool that you've used so a mix of so my current role i got um directly um and i applied to amazon directly so it's been a mix but um my role before in banking was through an agency. And what was the interview process that you went through for, for the different roles? Um, so for so my role in banking, it started off as a temp role, so it wasn't that rigorous, the recruitment process. It's a great way in. I and always say this, temp it, to perm is fab. It really is, it really is. And also, it's also a way... Um, for you to test out whether Absolutely. the company's for you. Try before you buy. Exactly. And I that's... hate that expression, but it's it so is true. It's so but true. also we often find candidates' CVs on the permanent side, which clients might not consider because they're not perfect, or perfect in terms of what they're looking for. If you go in as a temp, they're much less worried because it's a cover. Mm. So you don't need to have the perfect CV. Yeah. But do a good job, be likeable, and mm. you're so much more likely to get that mm. ahead of someone else who has got the perfect CV because they haven't had the introduction and they're not there doing the job. Yeah. So I, I always think it's a great way in if you can do it. I think so too. And I think also, I think a lot of candidates are quite concerned about doing that because I think there's that always, there's always that slight concern of what if the role doesn't, you know, what if it doesn't go permanent? But what's been so nice, I think, is from the interaction, because I've known you quite a long time, Olivia, is the fact that, you know, my current job, where I am now, um, before I started there, I wasn't sure if it was the right thing for me. And we, I remember we were talking about temp to perm. And actually, it's working with an agency that you know will try and find you. If, if something doesn't, if a role doesn't work out for you... You've got a backup. You've got a backup, you, and you know they've got your best interests at heart. Mm. Um, there's I a lot of agencies out there. <laughs> There, there is a lot of agencies out there, but that's why we have to be different and add value and partner with our candidates. And, you know, we, we really try hard not to push them into one direction or another, but to just give them the options. Because it is, as you said, it's the chemistry with your boss as well. And we can't put our finger on what that, that's going to look like or feel like. Yeah. It's them going and seeing and doing for Completely. them to experience it. So you obviously had a temp to perm um, role, which was meant that the recruitment process was probably very minimal, if, if at all, in terms of the interviews. What about a more thorough process that you've been through? So um, Amazon was about six interviews. My goodness, And Anna. a test beforehand. Um, what so, yeah. testing did you do? So I had... Um, what did I have to do looking back on it? I had to... Oh, a case study, um, trying to work out how you'd organise some impossible travel logistics that actually wouldn't, was it wasn't possible, but you'd have to be creative in your solution. Mm -hmm. I think I had a helicopter involved or something to get the person <laughs> to the destination. Um, and then a lot of competency-based questions. Yes. And they are a skill as well. They're mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. Did you find them difficult? Um, I think I had to constantly, you have to constantly, I think, remain focused. Mm. I think... It's so easy, it's so obvious, it's so easy to go off piece of questions. So I think one of the things that's really helped me is star, situation. So when you're answering a question, think about what's the situation? What was the task you were, you know, faced with? Mm -hmm. What was the action? What did you do? 
because it's so easy to answer them in such a general way. Mm -hmm. We as a team, we did this. Like, what did you do? And then what was the outcome? So I think that's... What's, what's the R? Result. Result. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Love that. Star. I've not come across Situation, that Situation, task, action and result. I'm going to use that because I think <laughs> waffling is <laughs> such a negative thing and we get that a lot with feedback and we're really, we always try and get really thorough interview feedback but I do hear a lot, you know, oh, she waffled or he waffled yeah. over around the point. So, star. Yeah. But I think what's also been quite nice is you've always, um, you've always given me a lot of context as to what the firm is like so you know we've interacted and there's roles that you know um have piqued my interest um but yeah having that insight from a recruiter as to this company's been my client for this year mm. this many years you know I, you know i know them well it, as a candidate it makes you feel i'm in good hands yes you feel more confident you feel more confident yes i think that's it's so nice for me as well to work with clients time and time again because you get to know what they mm. like but also then you can tell the candidates, you can bring it to life. Because yeah. I think for, I think job specs, for me, are so dull. They all look And they're the very same. generic. Yes, they're all very Especially generic. Especially in this, in this world, yeah. exactly. They all have the same duties on, and it's so hard to bring them to life. So I think if you've got the background and you can say why previous people have left... or That's what... exactly what I was about to say. Because, yeah. you, you know, there's other agencies, and I've been like, well, so what's happened with the existing PA? Oh, um, oh, well, oh, we'll have to get back to you on that. I mean, that as a candidate, that turns you off the role completely. Because mm. you want to, you know, finding a new job, you know, you want to move somewhere where you like the culture, you like, you know, you feel an affinity with who you're going to be working with. Um, and where you're valued and the turnover isn't too high, which yeah. you can usually tell by the history. Yeah. It's actually interesting, actually, because I'm just thinking of another experience I had with a different agency before starting where I am now. And um, I actually got a job offer um and for private equity firm and the i just didn't have an affinity with the director i'd be working with perfectly we just had very different working styles he was someone who you know i work very autonomously and i work quite well with people who are quite pacey mm -hmm. and a bit how do i say this without sounding old-fashioned or you know but modern mm. and um you know the director at that particular firm was like, my current EA, if we're if I'm if I'm late in the meeting, um, she comes in with a post-it note to tell me. You know, and it's you know, and it's you've got I think that's also important, you know, and it's like that's just not my style, you know. What would you be grabbing him by the scruff of his neck? And yeah, or I'd be like, No, you just look at your diary. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You'd be you'd be texting. Yeah. No no, no, no post-it note. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I think and, you know, that particular agency, I turned down an offer. Yeah. And I definitely had the feeling that I don't think they're going to help me again. Oh, no, they were cross with you. I don't think it's cross, but you know what I mean? I think Aww. it's not all about, you know. And I, I, that's actually something I would say to candidates is just, you know, it has to be right for you. Absolutely. And you, want... and you did so well getting to the final stage and receiving an offer. Exactly. So that's hugely complimentary. Yeah, exactly. Um but yes, going off beast again. Interesting, slightly. interesting. So long term, what do you do? You have a plan. Um, I love what I do. I want to continue to develop as an EA. Um, what I'm loving where I am now is that real business partner element to it. Um, I mean, longer term, maybe a role 
as a chief of staff. Mm -hmm. More operational? Yeah, more operational. Um, Would you like to manage EAs? Yes, absolutely. Um, But yeah, I'd like to manage EAs, but I would also would never want to lose that one-to-one relationship. Mm. Interesting. So yeah, we'll see. Well, how exciting. And is there any other top tips that you want to share with anyone listening to this podcast today? Um, What would I say? Just enjoy it. Don't get too stressed. Um, And you don't always know what you're going to end up doing. I think sometimes we see the junior candidates and they're very kind of uh, conscious that they want the first job to be the right job. And I think as you've proven, you started your career in marketing and then moved across. And actually, that's okay. And actually, the first job will will only be the kind of start of, of, of the career journey. Completely. And I never thought I would move into executive search. And I remember people saying to me, well, you know, are you sure you want to work in search? And the honest answer was, I'm not completely sure. But I, you know... It sounds exciting, so mm. I'm just going to go for it. I think also people focus so much on, you know, you worry about having too many jumps in your CV and oh, I've got to make sure I stay somewhere for a year. But ultimately, you've got to be happy. And I think, you know, if you've got a good reason for why you've left somewhere, share it and, and move on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not the ad- advocate for the jumpy CV, but, you know... It's been great yeah, working job, in different industries. Yeah, I really loved it. broadens your experience. You know, job for life is, is something which people just don't really have anymore. So I think as long as you can justify your yeah, reasons, absolutely. Completely. And find a good agency. <laughs> well, on that note, you know where we are, everyone. <laughs> well, Emma, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. And I'm particularly thrilled that we had someone from Executive Search because it's an industry I love working for and um, we you know, often hear different things. So it's lovely to hear it from your side. So thank you again. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Oriel Partners PA podcast. I hope you found this informative and inspiring. If you are looking for a new PA role or know anyone else who might be, please do point them in our direction and we would love to assist. The web address is orielpartners.co.uk and our office number is 0207 101 Job hunting can be a very daunting experience and we are fully aware of that and ready to support and guide you through the process. We never push our candidates and we will never waste your time. Our open and honest conversations discussing your future career allow us to fully understand your ambitions and objectives and enable us to advise you in the best way possible. Whether you are a college leaver looking for your first London role or a high-flying EA at the pinnacle of your career, our team are fully qualified to assist you. We are also here to help with any CV queries, negotiating a pay rise or general career advice. I will be back next week for the next episode of the PA podcast. Have a great week, everyone.